Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted, hypnotic conversations on the misadventures of self-discovery, embracing transition from girl to womanhood, being unapologetically Black, and changing the narrative of the trials with my tribe. Black Girl Uninterrupted is a podcast just for those marginalized Black girls worldwide. Things can get really deep or can get low-key ratchet, depending on the grade of the wine. I'm your host, Coco Amor, and welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted. It has been another eventful week, and I cannot wait to share y'all all the deets, all the details of this week. You know, I think perfect, pre- preferably for me, it's starting to seem like this summer is the summer for comeback niggas. And, you know, the thing about comeback niggas is that I don't particularly care about you (laughs) after you, you know, leave the nest. So shout out to all the niggas that's trying to come back. Um, But I'm about to go into these 30s. And the part about going into these 30s is leaving y'all niggas alone. Okay. (laughs) Okay. In other news, today's episode is everything social. My girl Megan Thee Stallion dropped her debut album fever we're gonna go over the songs we're gonna talk about cardi b we're gonna talk about this young miami and nasal heat and hoseline beef we're gonna get into everything social today it's a different type of podcast today we're gonna talk about the world of social media and what's really going on y'all so let's get into my girl megan the stallion first time I came to Houston. I wanted to check out the local artists and I wanted to see what local artist is buzzing in the city. So I reprogrammed my Pandora to reflect my new current address in H-Town. And I came and stumbled upon none other than H-Town hottie Megan Thee Stallion, a.k.a. Hot Girl, BKA Young Tina Snow, going hard on the hoe. Hey, when I say Megan Thee Stallion instantly got my attention when I listened to Cocky Is F. And I love that song because it took me back to 20-year-old me. (laughs) 20-year-old me up in the club, think I'm doing something, being cocky, doing my thing, spitting my sh, you know. And she really represents the female generation of what they're going into right now. She's one of the younger... um, more smarter, honestly, more smarter female artists that's out right now and more lyrical. I think Cardi B, Young Miami, I think Cash Doll, Dreezy, Tink, uh, who else? You know, those other rap chicks. I really don't pay too much attention to, but the on the just off the top of my head, coming in her uh, generation right now, she is leading the pack lyrically. Now, Cardi B has definitely have some years on Megan Thee Stallion, but we want to say a new queen is definitely emerging when we hear uh, Miss Young Tina Snow. The first song I love was Cocky Is F. It was it was instantly a hit to me. And then I heard Big Old Free, Big with a Big Old Tree. I'm gonna wait what I'm gonna I don't know who who did not stick their tongue out, hands up, and started twerking when they heard that song. I know it was just not me. Like, Megan Thee Stallion is literally probably one of the most lyrical of her class. Now, we can say Dreezy, yes, Cardi, you know... Yeah, uh, yeah, I love Cardi, you know, and and I I think she's amazing. Um, I know Young Miami or AKA City Girls, you know, they are rappers. I don't think uh, I don't think they write their own music, and I think they have expressed that too. That a, a part of their stuff is you know being ran by other people, and and several other interviews. Even though I love Young Miami, they asked her to freestyle, and I think it was Hard Body Kiati out here in Houston, and she was like, um, "I'll do some ad libs," <laughs> and I was like, "Lord." Lord, you see, yeah, yeah, just don't, you know, if it, if freestyling is not your thing, you know, just keep it true to your artistry. And that's what I really love about the City Girls. Um, they're not afraid to give credit what credit is due. Um, Dreezy, I love Dreezy, even though the whole 
Dreezy and Tink thing went down a couple years ago. I would love to see them just get get back together or get on some accord because they both from the shy. They are both from the shy, and they could do some amazing things from the shy. It's not a lot of female artists are coming out of the shy. Then we got our girl Cash Doll. Cash Doll. I love me some Cash Doll. Now, is she a storyteller? I think so. She just dropped her new song. Um, I believe I look, is it Keisha or I just, oh my God, I listened to this song. Um, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. She just dropped Hustler and it was um, with featuring a song about a dancer named Kelly. Then you got my girl Sonya Elise, who I love so much. Shout out to Sonya. Um, can't wait to interview her one day. Like that's that's definitely on my to-do list. Uh, we got a girl Lizzo. You know, she's more like R&B, but they do put her in the category of hip hop, um, which, you know, hey, the more the merrier that we have in hip hop. Then we got a girl Swaity. Um, she dropped her new album too. Um, some things, I, I don't know, some things I just can't really get with the West Coast sound too much, but my type is, de- <laughs> my type is definitely one of my songs. <laughs> so I'm always here for a good old song that I could twerk to. Okay. Um, another girl that is not technically hip hop, but is definitely tearing up the charts is our girl Taylor Prax. She is the amazing writer behind Ariana Grande. And if you guys have listened to some of her hits, like Thank You Next, uh, Taylor Price is definitely our black Ariana Grande. <laughs> okay, so we want to just get into some good things about Megan Asai. I just want to give you guys just a hint of some of the great uh, female, black female artists we have coming out in this freshman class in 2019, 2018, just kind of recognize the artistry, even though sometimes the raps might get ratchet or it may be vulgar or it may just be, you know, just straight up nasty. You know, we had our little Kims back in the days. Your mama had little Kim. So now we got hot girl Meg and we got other people like Hardy B that's really telling stories about their lifestyle or the things that they have done. So we want to give a shout out to all our black female artists out there doing their thing. So let's get into this Megan Thee Stallion. So our girl Megan Thee Stallion just dropped her brand new album, Fever, <laughs> and it is absolutely amazing. I feel like Megan Thee Stallion can absolutely do no wrong in my book at this point, you know. Definitely has had some social things pop off this week with an alleged contributor to the Simon Says track with Juicy J. But, you know, it wasn't really my favorite song anyway. So, um, yeah, like the person that's claiming they have some credits or they should have credits on this track. Megan addressed it. And we're going to get a little bit into that later. But let's talk about Rilla. Rilla is definitely hot. Some of my favorite tracks is starting off with Rilla. Um, I want to go to Pimpin', some cash shit. Uh, Best you ever had. Oh, my God, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) this is my song y'all this is my song y'all hey but that's all i can give y'all right now but this you ever had is definitely one of my favorites um another one money good ratchet oh my god that is so mean that's gonna be me in a couple of days when i touch down and in my a i'm coming home to turn up and to work let's work so if you're in miami during may 28th through june 2nd i will definitely be home doing some amazing things and recording and also another favorite mine y'all know I'm an R&B head so I just love you know big drink I mean maybe because I'm an R&B head but it definitely gives me some laid back oh ah oh it definitely gives me vibes of just chilling with bae 
having some good food, you know, drinking, probably throwing up L maybe if that's your thing. Not saying it's mine, but if it's your thing, you know, just chilling with Bay and just having a good old time chilling at the house. So shout out to my girl, Megan Thee Stallion. So let's get into this situation where Megan Thee Stallion had to address someone about saying that she has some credits from Juicy J that she should be writing, uh, that she wrote the Simon Says Hook. Now, like I said, Simon Says isn't my favorite song. Um, actually, a lot of the Juicy J, Juicy J produced songs, it goes like down to my my last favorites because I mean I get it like you want to have that crunk music you want to have that thotty bopping music and you want to have your ass shaking music I get it I love it I love Megan she can do no wrong but at the same time I want Megan to work with producers like London on a track I want her to you know Dave East I want her to get those quality you know producers. Now, she definitely has a lot of local producers on her album as well. She wanted to give you guys a real true look into Houston style music. She gave you guys a really good representation for holding it down for H-Town. She is also from the south side of Houston, you know, another great place to be. Everything is popping on the south side. I need to start spending more time there now that you know, I'm going to be baby free for this summer. I'm definitely going to be spending some time on the South Side trying to get to know things. Might even move to the South Side because I've been feeling like I need to connect. <laughs> I feel like I need to connect. But in other news with Megan Thee Stallion, it has been rumored. And I've been feeling like this too. I don't know who else is a big Megan Thee Stallion fan, but... It has been rumored that her and Moneybag Yo are dating. Now, I don't know how I would be feeling about this, but they have a song together on her mixtape, uh, Tina Snow. I think it was also featured on his project as well. And I just really love this song, honestly. And I've just really never gotten to Houston men artists. But I really love this song with her and Moneybag Yo. And he sounds good. She sounds great. She looks sexy in the video, as always. He looks really good. Now, like I said, they've been spotted. You know, they've been spotted several times in several videos. And on one of her songs, she says, we never show up together. But I text him when I'm ready to go. And in a lot of occasions, Moneybag Yo has been in videos like at her house or the recent video where she is confronting uh, the alleged writer of the Simon Says Hook. <laughs> she is confronting them and you can see a glimpse of Moneybag Yo in the back in the hotel room. Now, this doesn't mean they're automatically dating, but it does have a testament to have people start turning those wheels. And he also was at the hottie party in Houston. Come on now. Like, and she's been seen a couple times wearing this chain. <laughs> and he put a pendant on it. So, I mean, hey, if they are dating, I would be for it because it's definitely like a Texas, a Texas love story, I guess. I think Moneybag Yo is from Texas. And I want to say he is. But I mean. You know, Megan, I mean, Megan is, a, I mean, Megan is hot. We don't want her to get, you know, tied down so soon. A lot of critics are saying like, hey, um, you know, is it too soon for Megan Thee Stallion to be claimed for? And on MTO, they have an article saying that Megan is in love with Moneybag Yo. She's thinking about getting pregnant from Moneybag Yo. And they're really looking to start a family and a future together. So if you have something to say about that, is it too soon for our girl Megan Thee Stallion to get knocked up? Or could, could she possibly Cardi it, you know, Cardi B and make even more segue as far as being popular? So, But I do think it's just super early in her takeoff time that she just gets pregnant. So money back, yo. 
keep on wrapping it up. <laughs> if Megan Thee Stallion is actually in love with you, just, you know, just give us some time, please. Like, we need another personality to come out. You know, right now we got Fever. So Fever is introducing you to her alter ego, hot girl Meg. And we need that money back, y'all. So we, we need her to stay. Just how she is right now. And, you know, in a, like, give it a year. You know, give it a year, two years. And then let us get, you know, another side of Megan. And then you can have her. But we need to see if you're around, you know, forever in Money Bag. Yeah, we just can't, you know, as hotties, we need to know that you're going to be here for Megan forever. And you're just not going to be another Texas F-boy. But I digress. <laughs> Y'all, I digress. We're not going to go on this tangent. But, y'all, that's my girl Megan Thee Stallion, and that is her update. Just like that. All right, y'all. So this time has come. Well, we must address the elephant in the room. Game of Thrones has now come to an end. I am I am typically um, a really big, big fan and, and such a clingy individual when it comes to series that I get into and I've been, you know, following for so many years, right? And I'm just a clingy person by nature. That's not even like attributed this shit to the Game of Thrones. I'm just, I'm just freaking clingy, right? <laughs> and and Game of Thrones they didn't make it any different. A lot of my previous relationship helped. Um, Game of Thrones helped with us communicating better, and also allowed a, a, a segue to communicate and talk about different things. And theories and things that we would like to see and just kind of give us a broader perspective of like what life would have been like in those times, right? So it is a, it is a sad time to see Game of Thrones ending, but the writer of uh, Game of Thrones has let us into a secret that the upcoming spinoff will give us a thousand years before the Iron Throne was actually created and forged. So it's going to take us back to the beginning of how the Night King was uh, created and, and what happened with him. So we'll be able to see all of those amazing things prior to the Iron Throne. So I am excited to really, really, <laughs> like to really, really get, you know, a story before the bigger story. Uh, they did say that he is uh, possibly having that second um, spinoff show about the Unsullied. Like, I, I don't know about anybody else, but it, it's no story I want to see more than the Unsullied. And the reason why I say that I want to see the stories about the Unsullied is because you get to see, like, what happened to them. Um, how did they get taken? Was it a traditional slavery story? Or what was it? And this does present the opportunity for us to have a different... Um, stories and different uh, narratives being spoken about the slave because honestly they all came from a time where it was mass uh, commerce and trading and the the trade of people and goods and services so it would be a really good story to to hear about from the unsullied now i'm a little upset about the ending uh, i did predict that daenerys targaryen was going to die but i was thinking sansa was going to do it like is is there anybody not upset that sansa didn't kill her <laughs> like I kind of wanted it to be more of a dramatic death. Now, it is predictable the way she died. Like, you know, you would see John starting to question her motives and the things that she was saying since she just wanted to take over everything. She wanted to free everybody. But D, D, uh, you can't free everybody if you burn their ass up. So 
I'm, I, I just need you to know, free a nigga and let a nigga be free. <laughs> just, it's just letting it can be free, you know, just let me be free and don't burn a bitch up. <laughs> but at the same token, you know, just, just let me be free, but you don't have to burn me if I don't want to bend the knee. So it, it seemed like, you know, obviously seeing her best friend, you know, beheaded, that is, a that's a toughie. But the Mad Queen did arise. So it's a, this is the rise of the queens. Absolutely. This week's episode should be titled The Rise of the Queens. We got Megan Thee Stallion. And then we got Daenerys Targaryen over here freeing everybody and burning their ass up at the same time. So, hey. But Jon Snow, I, I, you know, it's such a sad story to see Jon Snow go. Um, a lot of people didn't know that he, even though he was, um, subject to, you know, the wall, um, the, the night's watch and his friend was there and you guys don't understand that that means he becomes the leader of the free folk. And I would love to see a story about the wildlings too, because I think their story is definitely a story of, um, prehistoric times because that's generally how, you know, uh, homo sapiens started their life, you know, being a free folk. And then they, you know, started getting into social, social systems and social classes and they started to form groups. So you guys don't mind me. I am studying to become a social studies teacher. So, <laughs> so it's a lot going up here, but I love, love, love shows that definitely show the social, uh, construct in different time periods. So shout out to Game of Thrones. I appreciate all the hard work and all of the amazingness you gave us over the past eight years. I love it. I love it. I love it. It couldn't been any better. All right, y'all. Now, usually we try to stay away from the beef, you know, the, the beef that's going on on social media, but being a part of the podcast where you always have to evolve, you always have to get into those topics and those subjects that people want to talk about and people want to hear your opinion. So I always get that, you know, we want to hear your opinion more about different things outside of, you know, deep topics. And, and I love really talking about shit like this. You know, this is a part of like a lot of who I am, you know, being in the media and the industry, you always have to be abreast of what's going on. So let's get into the city girls, <laughs> the city girls versus Hazel E. And when we say the city girls, we want to say Carisha, do you love me? We do Carisha. Shout out to Carisha. She's from the crib. If you are from Miami, you know, we call it the crib. So when she wanted to become relevant again, and she really didn't have a segue into loving hip hop of uh, Hollywood anymore. <laughs> so we're just gonna attribute this, you know, new spark of B for attention that Nasal E is looking for, attributing to her um, unfounded success on reality TV. <laughs> so Hazel started this beef a long time ago, saying that the City Girls uh, stole her song, and um, the City Girls responded back that Lil Yachty is actually the writer on the Act Up song. Now, obviously, Act Up has been amazing song. Uh, they had the Act Up Challenge. Kelly Rowland participated. You have so many celebrities participate in the Act Up Challenge. Now, Nezuhi realizes that the Act Up song is actually getting really, really popular, and she wants some type of credit that those little girls from the hood took her song. Now, again, Lil Yachty uh, chimed in and said that he was actually one of the writers on the song. So, Nasal He decides to get one of, one of Megan the Stallion's beats that she used for one of her freestyles and create a diss track uh, for the City Girls. And it was just crazy that she really went this far. She started in the comments saying, tired of going back and forth with these little girls. They said, Hayes, put it in your music. Link is in the bio. So we got like 48 to 72 hours to respond. Tell Lil Boat to get snapping. He helped 
me birth these little girls. Um, Hazel she, Hazel Key, Hazel Crazy, uh, whatever you want to call yourself, baby girl, you didn't birth anything because you don't even have a rap career. So, no flashes, no applause. Joanne, the real scammer, all fraud. Career at a standstill, the light getting dark. Now you got more time to take your son to the park. I'm a real boss, I truly sign checks. You just got signed, you truly signed debt. QC, quick cabin, quick appearance. You got body, point blank, period. How much time your mom's got? I'm curious. Little boy, go Is you serious? I got boys in the hood, like curious. First of all, Nazami, um, no one in Miami will fuck with you after this. Um, and let's, and let's just say this, <laughs> you, you made a diss track over people who are not even paying you attention. That makes you even look more thirstier in real life. So when you want to create a diss track, create a diss track because you actually have beef with somebody. You're not trying to create fabricated beef. Young Miami goes back to say, y'all, please go listen to Lazy E's song. At 4 p.m., please just know when I see you, sir, I'm beating your ass on site for speaking on my mom and my son. You so lame asshole and hustling. What's up with you, cokehead asshole? Now, <laughs> anything that you say in Miami, like if you see somebody look dirty, you like dirty asshole, you know. <laughs> That's just three things that we're going to teach you. You're going to be that thing asshole. So, <laughs> so you could be a stank asshole or you could be a dirty asshole or you could be a fun asshole or you could be a, a, a skank asshole. Like, you know, those are just some things that we say in Miami. So if you are willing to attribute some of those things to your vocabulary, go ahead. Is you know, we're all here for the sharing. Ho Selena jump in the mix. Shout out to my Hazel E. And I didn't know it was a crime to support your homegirls online. And for you trolling that beheaded, trolling that just you know where the to find me. Lot of their hoe. Oh, ain't she cute? Oh, wow. All righty. All righty. All righty. Young Miami went and then responded saying, I ain't going to play with no, with, with no mans on coke. Y'all hoes want attention and y'all got it. On my son, I will beat either one of you hoes to death because bitches throw drinks and pull hair across tables on TV. Don't do shit to me. I'm from Miami. I don't see none of that commercial shit, Jocelyn. You on coke, bad. You get high and eat for fun. Who respects you, ho? Hazel, you wish you were signed to QC. Nobody know you or your music. And I just really love Mia Miami because she's using all of the right words. She's using all of them in the right tenses. It's not no there, there, or there situation going on. I love this. What checks you sign in delusional ass bitch? You was crying for a bird to help you with your career. You clown ass bitch. Now look, who could, <laughs> she was fucking for a buck, y'all. Oh, she was fucking for a buck. She was fucking with her buck. So how did Jocelyn get into it? She went in on a comment and says, and that shit hard. And actually, No Limit Herbo went in and said, LOL, man, this shit weak as hell on bro. Masika Kalisha, I love her, Masika Kalisha. Girl, why are you giving this bum-ass old man any attention? His record might actually go wood instead of styrofoam just because of your post. My poor ears didn't deserve this. Masik, uh, young Miami responded to Masika Kalisha saying, I just want to help her since she's about to kill herself. Just listen to the song, please. Listen. It went later on. You know, TV says you have boogers in your nose. Respect the mother throne, ho. Respect the throne before you get your head busted, put ho. Now get credit, like me, ho. That's what you do. Listen, I don't even know what throne Jose is on. Like, I really don't. I just, what throne? Can anyone point me to the throne with no zoom on? 
Nozzle and Jose is on because I don't know what I don't I've never seen you guys sell records. I've never seen you guys do plaques. I've never seen any of this. Young Miami, finish it out. It says. Listen, Young Miami is from the hood, y'all. She is from Opalaka. Now, that doesn't mean she automatically on a fight because she's from the hood. It just says she don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I would just need y'all to understand. She's she's about that life, you know. And then, you know, y'all already know her man don't, you know, your Miami man don't play with her because y'all heard earlier in the year he said he'll be hoes up for her. And he was like, and that was on Pyro. So on Pyro, my dog. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, fucking Pyro. He said it a long time ago. He said it again on Pyro. He going to beat one of y'all niggas up. Okay. Um, so we want to encourage our girl, Young Miami, just to honestly just stay above the bullshit, Young Miami. You have such a bright future. You and uh, JT, free JT. Y'all have such a big future ahead of y'all. So many people will come out the woodworks and start trying to attribute your success to something that they did in the past or try to say, you know, you need to give them props or success or you need to give them shout outs because you're there because they opened the door. Uh, please remember all this time, y'all, Miami, that your success is your success. You and JT, you guys doing that. You guys are the ones putting in work, whether you have writers, whether you're Lil Yachty writing every song on your album, you guys are actually out there working, grinding. You guys are on tour. You guys are the ones that's spending late nights in the studio getting it done. No one can take your success away from you. And that's saying it from one Miami girl to another Miami girl that you can do amazing things, young Miami, whether you going be ratchet until you 35, bitch, you know, call you still out there popping pussy. So it doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> you young, you out here getting it, you black, you beautiful, you NJT. Make sure y'all stay on the right path. Don't let these hating ass hoes Get y'all off, off track because they will, and they actually want to do that. They want to see you fall. They don't want to see you succeed. And for the haters out there uh, going against Young Miami and JT and any other rap female, understand that female females in the rap industry is already um, 10 steps behind the men. And, you know, sometimes we have to over-sexualize or overdo or uh, we have to work so much harder than men in the industry because things are mostly usually handed to men. And I can also say that in the media industry, it's a male-dominated area. And for women, we have to work just as hard. So for the haters out there, remember, when you're trying to take one of us back, you're, you're taking steps for all of us to get back. So... Remember that next time you want to be a hating ass hoe. Okay. Period. <laughs> next thing popping on social media is the coming back of one of my favorite, one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite series on Netflix. She's Gotta Have It. Now, if you have watched season one of She's Gotta Have It, we talked about it on the Classy Neo's morning show when we were back on a different radio station, me and Mika Means. And we talked about sexual promiscuity and also the alleged hoe phase that we all must partake in. <laughs> and we definitely talked about, you know, the rise of Nola Darling and some sexual uh, proclivities in the Black community. And She's Gotta Have It is one of my favorite series because it just takes you through a journey of a woman 
trying to really trying to figure her life out and where she fits in the spectrum of today's society and trying to stay true to herself while also realizing that the best person she could be is the person that she is designing and not who she not focusing on who she should be. So she's focusing on designing the perfect self or the the greater self instead of saying, you know, hey, society thinks I should be this way. Uh, let me be this way. My parents think I should go straight, but I want to go narrow and go down the street. She's designing the life that she wants to live, which I love. You know, I love that so much about her. So the series is coming back, you guys. Oh my God, here's a clip of. My ambition for the summer is to create like I've never created. Yes! To be the best partner to my partner that I can be. <laughs> to get that shmoney. <laughs> Darling, <laughs> summer is only three months old. It's a longer summer! I love Nola, darling, and I love Dewanda Wise, who plays Nola, and a lot of her uh, new characters that will be developing through the season two is going to be super awesome. The previews already look very intriguing and just picturesque, honestly. I think maybe because I'm going through my 30s and my 30s is fast approaching. I'm a little bit nervous and I kind of identify with Nola Darling and just understanding like my sexual habits, uh, understanding like I have to choose the path and I have to be true to the path. So, and I have to be true to my walk too. So, a lot of things that Nola go through in her series, I find myself in, and not intentionally, just because I want to go through those things. It just seems that a lot of us women have the same um, understandings of what we think we should be doing at a certain age versus what do we feel is right in our heart, in our heart. So. I am so excited for season two. Shout out to Dewanda Wise, Spike Lee, all of the writers and creators of She's Gotta Have It season two. I cannot wait to get into that. So that is another thing popping on social media. Like again, today's episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted is all about everything social, social be, social status, and get into the nitty gritty of it all. All right, y'all. So that is today's episode. Um, For the most part, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, my upcoming sadness. (laughs) My upcoming sadness because my baby's leaving me. So as many of you guys know, I am going to be childless for about 60 some odd days. And I have absolutely nothing to um, look forward to (laughs) besides extra sleep. And, you know, obviously some time to create and get more on track and get myself on a better schedule. He's going into the fifth grade next year. So we definitely need to get a better schedule, a better social schedule, and also get him into some sports. So I'm so excited. I finally talked him into uh, seeing the beauty in flag football. Y'all pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, that he actually want to do it. So I just want to give you guys just some follow-up tips because we had the last episode two weeks ago, and I want you guys to understand that that there's a little follow-up to it. Um, So now that I am going to be um, childless, and, you know, there's more to me actually wanting to just, you know, catch up on some sleep and catch up on TV shows and you know, just kind of like work out. Uh, shout out 
to um, uh, Extreme Fitness Unlimited. I actually found you guys out in Houston. Um, really good training program. You get unlimited fitness classes for $80 for the first month. And after the first month, $150. So you guys check them out. They're in Humble. Uh, right off the beltway. <laughs> so extreme fitness is definitely somewhere I'll be going to the whole summer to get this bod right. I am, like I said, you guys, I'm approaching my 30th birthday and it just coincides with the summertime loneliness that I will be experiencing very shortly. <laughs> and this birthday is my 30th and I am so nervous about experiencing my 30th birthday uh, and, and going into it differently. I won't have my little sweetums with me, but I will be taking a lot of time to just kind of reconnect with myself and get to know myself and do better for myself. And what I mean by do better for myself is just treat myself much, much better. And, you know, like I said, catching up on some sleep, uh, gaining a skincare and morning routine, which I real I really feel like I don't have because I wake up thirty minutes, but like before it's time to go, <laughs> before it's time to leave because I'm not a morning person. So I feel like now is the perfect time for me to gain some type of morning routine um, for myself and myself for the kid. I want to start making breakfast in the morning, which I don't do. And sometimes I feel so guilty and I don't feel like I'm doing enough as a parent or I'm not just giving him the morning, you know, routine he should he needs. So, ladies, if you have some tips for morning routines for kids, I am all ears because I am the worst parent in the morning. I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I hate getting up in the morning. Get ready and let's go. Meet me by the door in 30. <laughs> so that is basically my morning routine. And I'm not really giving myself enough time to get ready, get dressed, and to feel good throughout the day. So I want to get some uh, tips from you ladies. You guys hit me up on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Coco Amore. If you follow me on Instagram, hit me up at CocoAmore.bgu and also on Instagram, the show page, BGU Podcast. I want to hear from you ladies. I need some help. I need some help from my girls to try to get me a morning routine going. Also, I've gotten a better night routine. You know, I've, I pledged to myself going into my thirties, I was going to burn all my old panties, uh, because I need good, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I need really good luck in that area. If you, if you feel what I'm saying, I found a gray hair and I'm just not really happy about what I found, you know, jeez, there we go. But in, but anywho, I, I just want to go into my 30s just knowing that I'm just the, the best me that I can possibly be. So give me some tips on the morning routines, ladies. I want to hear that. Uh, so another thing that I'm looking forward to uh, as far as while he's away, that I had now that I have more time to kind of like really sit and reflect on it. And I have a coworker that I talk to daily and we just, we just kind of have a meeting of the minds and we just kind of feed off each other. I want to gain more knowledge spiritually. I feel like a lot of times, like I don't give enough of myself spiritually to the higher power um, and to God, you know, that's that's how I call him. But, you know, sometimes we have to kind of be PC. But hey, um, I want to reconnect with God on a different level because right now I'm so, so tied down with so many other responsibilities that sometimes that relationship often, more than not, more than not, gets left out. And I want to take some time to just kind of reflect on that relationship as well and try to gain some closer and uh, better defined relationships spiritually with God. Uh, another thing that I'm looking forward to doing is redecorating. <sighs> Guys, I, I've been looking for a loft in downtown and and the reason why is because I just 
really want to say I lived in the loft. <laughs> and, I, and I've done, you know, try to make my apartment very homey. And I think I'm just kind of getting very upset because there's so many things wrong with the neighborhood. And I'm just kind of over it. And like every day I see someone trying to break into something or they have like it's it's every, almost every day that I see someone knocking down the gate to break into the back area or to break into our cars. My car got broken into twice since I lived here. So my relationship with ownership is not good. MAA, you guys need to do better. MAA, you guys need to do better. Shame on you that you just justify not having a security is not being a part of our rental or our rent. Um, you should say we should lock up our belongings, but what happens to the people that lock their front doors and they still get broken into? Then God, I haven't experienced that. And God, I just ask that you keep me and bless me that that doesn't happen to me, that someone will violate my home. But I do wonder, like, how do you guys feel about communities that don't put a big emphasis on security. Like, what is your feelings about that? I want to know because I want to see what can I do differently um, as far as the communities when I'm now apartment searching. So I'll be redecorating or I will be moving the hell out this apartment. Um, I like it. It's big. I have a fucking amazing ass closet. I have so many problems with the structure. I have a crack in my wall right now. They redid towels in my bathroom and they're just sinking back. And it's just like, this sucks. <laughs> so it's just like, no much how, how many cleanings I do in these areas, this still like the worst. So I'm not looking forward to it. So you guys, if you are out in Houston and you know some really good apartments on the north side or you know about a downtown loft, uh, let me know. <laughs> let me know because I'm intrigued, okay? I, I need some information. Uh, I have been considering moving back to the crib. Um, and I say that with such sadness in my voice, so, so somber. Uh, I say that because... I felt like I didn't do enough here and I've been considering moving back for about a month now and I felt like, hey, if I move back, my podcast is doing really good. I can go back and I could be stronger than ever and I can really do the thing. But at the same time, I had to think about it like if I move back, look how much I am losing out on and look how much I'm giving up on myself before I can even get uh, recognition. I have gotten attention from program directors out here and that's as close as I could ever get in Miami, you know? So I just want to say, I don't want to walk away from it. So Houston, you got one more year. <laughs> Houston, you have one more year to either, you know, supply me some um some good specimen <laughs> some good specimen oh for sure that for sure um and you know just some more opportunities so we are going to create more we are going to open more doors for ourselves and not wait on the doors to be open for us <laughs> and one by us I mean me you know probably just me um, we are going to commit to myself. I am going to focus on the things that I want to do before, um, the things I want to let go and the things I want to do going into my thirties. I will have a 30 vision board party because these are things that I want to accomplish going into my 30th year, my third decade on this world. I think that's just so amazing to reach my 30th birthday. I just, oh my gosh, you guys don't understand. Like, I think this is so awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to just realizing the woman that I've always wanted to be and coming into that woman. I think 30 is the perfect year for me to design the life I've always pictured. A lot of my 20s has been, you know, just motherhood, 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 doing what I think was societal norms 
of being a mother and going into 30, I just feel like, hey, I can do this my way, my style, and I can freak you how I want to. Uh, And it's just kind of just really coming into my own. I think that's what 30 is for me. So give me some things that you're looking forward to if you have reached your 30s or if you're going into your 30s like me or you're a summer baby. (laughs) What are some things that you're looking forward to going into your 30s and what do you hope to get out of your 30s? We're going to do a whole episode of 30s, blues, and joys of going into 30. Obviously, like I like I said, I'm experiencing some gray hair moments, several areas, and I'm just not happy. But hey, a bitch got wisdom. <laughs> some things got wisdom. Okay. Um, another thing that I'm excited to do while the kid is away is um I've I've always wanted to date like a grown-up. And, and I've told myself we're going to do a whole episode on dating like a grown-up. I, I feel like I really want to date like a grown-up. And when I mean date like a grown-up, I mean like I have no kid, you know, responsibilities. <laughs> like I have, to, I have to worry about a babysitter, you know. I can actually, you know, just meet someone downtown, have a drink midday or right after work or do a late early dinner or a late lunch with someone and I have to worry about the time constraints. It's going to be fun for sure for two months, but at the same time, it's a little um, scary because you don't want that other person to, to get in their mind that that's something that you can always do because they'll know you can't free you, but they won't know you as, you know, being in mommy mode. Like, you know, you're always on the time constraint. You're always super busy, but Hey, I would love to date like an adult that has no children. (laughs) So I'm so excited to do that. Like hopefully, you know, if someone grabs my attention because my attention span is so short, y'all, it's just crazy. But I've had an amazing time talking to y'all about everything social, about my girl Megan Thee Stallion, about my girls in hip hop, my girl Young Miami, Hoseline, and Nasal He. <laughs> my girl, the one wise. We're talking about all the black girls who is living out there uninterrupted, doing their thing in the rap industry. In the media, in the arts, in the film, it is amazing to see all our black girl magic being sprinkled in all of these genres, all of these new platforms that we are being allowed to showcase our talent and to be able to create and motivate and inspire other black girls to live uninterruptedly. I am your host. Coco Moore, and this is another episode of Black Girl Interrupted.